Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, Head of Content here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. And today I'm joined by Matt Thompson, Senior Director EMEA of Field Engineering at Databricks. And we're here to talk about managing your ML lifecycle. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, Matt. Great to be here. Yeah, the, t- the two mats, the two mats back together. <laughs> Can we just quickly dive into you know your background in terms of you know who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. I lead the product specialist team within our field engineering group here in uh, here at Databricks for EMEA, and I work closely with our product and engineering teams to help define a lot of our kind of best practice and how our customers should be kind of really using Databricks in in anger, if you like. My background is very much in machine learning and, and data science. Uh, so I studied for a PhD in astrophysics uh, quite a while ago and, and kind of since then have been uh, focused on data science and, and machine learning um, across a few a few different roles. Been at Databricks for about five years. Yeah, yeah, nice one. So, so just to kind of dive straight into today's subject, you know, what benefits does the deployment of machine learning systems really offer to modern organizations and businesses? So I think firstly, it's very well established that companies are, are really striving to get more and more value out of their data. I mean, we're, we're kind of collecting uh, a lot more data across, you know, across all kind of industries and, and, and businesses, be it structured data, traditional sort of databases and that kind of stuff, but all, all the way through to, you know, IoT data um, from sensors or, or text data from um, from documents or customer interactions or image data or video data. You know, the, the, the list kind of really goes on. So we're collecting all of this data, but the key is, is, you know, how do we get value from that data? And machine learning systems are really a key way for companies to, to use that data um, and to get that value from it. Um, and so what we kind of see with, with machine learning is that you're mo- very much moving from the sort of descriptive analytics uh, approach where you, we, you kind of take that data, you analyze it, and you learn about the past and what has happened, you know, and, and that could be really valuable uh, for organizations to help uh, instruct what they need to do next. Machine learning allows you to actually be much more forward-looking, to suddenly start making predictions about anything and everything, right? And 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 that's really where the the kind of true benefits start to come from. I mean, in, in my mind, I think we've actually only begun to to really scratch the surface from from what benefits ML systems um, have to offer. You know, I used to work in the financial services and, and public sectors in particular, um, and we did a lot of fraud detection um, as part of that, um, or more accurately, detecting fraud through better and better ML systems is, is one of the core benefits. But there's, you know, huge ranges of them through, you know, I worked on a little while ago, worked on something around how you can help production be much more efficient so you can make more sustainable production uh, processes. So I, I just think there's, there's huge value that can, be, that can be driven from these machine learning systems or ML systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, obviously, we've seen a lot of strides happening in the in the machine machine learning space over the last few years. Um, do you feel like most companies now have really, you know, t- taken it in their stride and are really getting the most that they can out of them? I, I think we've made a huge amount of progress. I think there's still a lot of potential out there. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I tend to see, and, and we're talking about like model serving in particular, kind of today. Well, I I tend to see. 
you know, a lot of existing ML systems are are often deployed in kind of batch mode. So they run every hour or every day or something to, to build those predictions. I think I think companies are now more and more learning that making predictions in real time can add a lot more value. And that's really where model serving can can kind of start to help. Oh, yeah. So, so you mentioned uh, model serving there. I, I was just curious uh, to sort of learn, you know, what uh, Databricks' model serving actually is and why it's important for businesses to avoid configuring and managing underlying infrastructure, especially when integrating systems across their business. Yeah, for sure. So I guess, firstly, when we talk about model serving, the real the real kind of part of the machine learning workflow that we're talking about is is the model the model inference phase or the, or the deployment of that model into into production um, ultimately so if you kind of think about the ml workflow you know you, you kind of start off by by gathering all your historic data which i talked about right collecting all of those those different types of data you then explore that data you understand that data you might maybe build features on that data and then you train a machine learning model that learns whatever kind of aspect that you're trying to that you're trying to predict, and that's you know a kind of very pretty well established process that a lot of, you know that's happening across across industry at the moment. But to to actually get the value from that data from that model, sorry, and um, you then need to move that into production so that you're making those predictions um, from unseen kind of input data, you know, so that you're creating that value. Um, and there's you know there's a few different ways to do that. The most common, as I said, is, is that batch kind of process where you run it on a kind of regular frequency, and that's super valuable. And, and a lot of uh, a lot of the time, you know, you can solve a lot of problems that way. But when you need that kind of real time response with very low latency um, or like millisecond responses, that's that's where model serving really comes in. But the problem is, the challenge is that managing all of the infrastructure around a model serving, a, a kind of real-time model serving process is actually really hard. Like there's a lot of different infrastructure that you need to build and, and maintain and, and kind of manage, especially, you know, on a sort of 24-7 basis um, for those kind of situations. And so Databricks Model Serving provides um, a highly available um, low latency service to solve that problem. So taking the pain away of, of kind of building and managing that infrastructure so that at a, essentially at the click of a button, you, you kind of easily stand up all of, you know, all of that infrastructure that you need to actually deploy those models into those low latency um, situations. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, what are some of the use cases for model serving then? And, and how can businesses really, you know, get a lot of value out of it? Yeah, so I mean, as I said earlier, there's, I think there's a huge range of use cases that are, that are relevant here. And um, anything you know where you want to make a prediction from data in real time is is kind of a relevant use case. I mean, I, I talked about the fraud detection example. If you're going to be predicting whether a, a, a transaction is fraudulent or not, you know, at the time of making that transaction, you need to make sure that that is going to happen at, at low latency. You don't want to be waiting around for for hours for your uh, transaction to go through. But also, you know, maybe you want to make um, recommendations on a retail, you know, retail recommendations on a website. Maybe um, it's predictive maintenance where you need to really react quickly to like a machine failure. The, 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 the list kind of goes on and on. Um, I, and I, again, I, I kind of really think we've, we've only begun to see the potential um, here and, and more and more use cases are kind of coming up all the time. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. My, my, my final question for you today then, Matt, is for companies that are out there, you know, really struggling with the machine learning lifecycle and kind of systems across the board, um, have you got any kind of words of wisdom to say to them? 
Yeah, good question. I mean, I guess maybe a, a shameless plug for my book of MLOps that we published last year, which kind of provides a, a bit of background around kind of how you set up what we call machine learning operations, which is which is that that part around um, how do you actually go through that process of taking models from development into production, um, and how do you kind of manage those models, which especially as you kind of start to scale from building you know, one model to all the way up to, you know, hundreds of models, thousands of models. We have customers building, you know, hundreds of thousands of models at once. So there's a lot of detail there. And in, in terms of sort of words of wisdom, if, if you like, I think the advice I always give people who are starting to build uh, machine learning models and systems is focusing on how you get the business value out of your model first and only second worrying about using the most sophisticated algorithm you know very often i see companies sort of desperate to use all the kind of new cool shiny um, algorithms that are out there and there's lots that are great but focusing on getting the value from uh, actually using those models and using those algorithms is the is the is the key part and, and to build it up in a in an iterative way so that start off with the basics and you and you kind of build that capability over time got it Got it. Very well said. Matt, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, jump onto the podcast today. Thank you very much for having me. And also thank you to everyone who took the time to listen as well. We hope you took a lot away from today's podcast, but for further information on what we talked about, please head on over to databricks.com. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series, but until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, please head on over to EM360Tech.com.